Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. In Jersey, 101.5. What the hell are you doing here? From the streets of Union City to your nighttime radio. Steve Travelis keeps you in the Jersey, no. From 7 till 11. Live, local, and live. Steve Travelis on New Jersey 101.5. Weekday night, Steve's live, local, and live. Call him at 1-800-283-101.5. Hey, we are. Monday night in New Jersey, Steve Trevelis. Hope you had a great Mother's Day. We thank all the moms for their service. Where would we be without you? Tonight we'll be hanging out till 11 o'clock, talking all things Jersey. It's what we do. We'll be talking about uh, punishment for animal cruelty. Nene Grace will be calling in later to talk about the psychic who uh, basically tried to hold the guy up for eight grand. Or she wouldn't, uh, or he'd only have four months to live. But it's quite the story. Curfews for kids, allergies, we got it on. Uh, but what I want to start off with, uh, if you're a gamer, I'd love to uh, get your opinion. If you're in the esports business, I'd love to get your opinion on this. Uh, you know, if you're a gamer, if you're esports, Ryan, come on in here. You're, you're, you're very versed on this, right? Um, my sons are sitting there with the video games all day long. Um, and, of course, you know, gamers make a lot of money. Uh, it's one of the, it's one of the few things that kids can do and make a lot of money on. And the parents have no idea what the hell's going on. Yeah. So if you're a gamer, how much money do you say you can make? So it really depends. A lot of the way that people make games now is kind of by being like an influencer in a way. Right. So there's this platform there. Everyone knows of YouTube already, but there's also this platform called Twitch, which is, um, it's a live streaming, uh, website. And so people will go on there and they'll stream from their computer whatever game they're playing and they'll usually have their webcam on as well. And so they'll interact with their audience while they're playing. And so they're really kind of like an active personality while they're playing the game. And I'd say that what they probably earn from Twitch as a platform is probably not that much. A lot of what they make their money in is probably endorsements from right. the company. Product placement Product on the placement. Twitch. Yeah. And the better you are, the more people want to watch you play, the more people you can influence. Yeah, label out, you know, look what I'm drinking type stuff. Right. So you wouldn't need college for this. Probably not if you've if you're going to go I mean, pro. seriously, it's we've gone this far and there are kids who are making a lot, a lot of money on this, but they don't really need college for this, right? Probably but not. But the college is saying, but wait, <laughs> college <laughs> wants to park their ass in the middle of this. So Stockton University has come up with a college course. Uh, the competitive gaming industry on the brink of a boom in the United States. And Stockton University has announced they're getting ahead of the rush by becoming the first public higher education institution in New Jersey to offer a degree in gaming. No, professors won't be training the students how to succeed in first-person shooter games. Instead, they'll be schooled in all of the behind-the-scenes action involved in the industry of esports, from marketing to content creation to producing a live esports competition with spectators. Do you need college for this? So, for what they're they're offering, it kind of seems like it's almost like event planning and, and like... Um, media marketing marketing. yeah it's like it's almost like marketing 
So it's like sports marketing, but the video game version. But you don't need it. Y- yeah, pro- probably if this, not. If you are in esports, you don't need it. If you're looking to be an esports player or like a pro- like you know someone on Twitch, you probably shouldn't go to college. It's a money grab. Unless you want to be that guy who's going out there and organizing the events and planning them, and that's your thing. Which but that's there an are event planner. There. But that's an event planner. Yeah, but I guess. And if you're in the esports business, you're already learning that stuff. We, so actually, there was a guy that um, I was uh, I was uh, pretty good friends with in college. Right. Um, when he first went to Rowan, um, that's where I went to school, uh, Rowan University. Uh, he was kind. Of, he was helping them, uh, like kind of lay like foundational work for a possible uh, major in um, esports. But I don't know whatever came of that. Um, that it was kind of like he. So there's this game that he he would manage it doesn't matter that much what the game is but uh basically it's a matter of getting you know the reach out to the people that actually play the game so it's not just as much knowing how to play the game yourself as knowing where to find the people and the popular people that do play the games and how to get them out but you don't need college for this probably not i mean but there's a lot of things now well, that's my point. I mean, you know, basically it's a money grab. They're trying to make money. They're trying to get into the esports business. If you're in esports, do you need to go to college? 1-800-283-101.5. And the other thing I'm interested in too, what are some of the things that you went to college for only to find out once you got in the field, you really didn't need college? Did you go to college for the, to be in radio? You went to college for three years? Three days. Oh, three days. Three days. Oh, I, I'm upset. I went for, I don't know, 1,200 days. And something. what did we find out? Um, I, I like to joke that when I went into school, it was uh, into college, it was something you needed a degree for. And by the time I got out the other end, you really didn't. You never did. You never needed a degree for radio. All you need is a personality. All you need is a knowledge. You know, all you need is life experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to a broadcasting school. I went to announcer training studios, which now they call now they have Connecticut School of Broadcasting. They have different places that'll teach you. Some colleges will teach you. Uh, when I got out of the broadcasting school, it was like six weeks, two hundred and twenty-two hours of focus training. Got out of that. Uh, I needed. I want to be on the radio somewhere. So I. Um, in order to, you know, go on the college radio station, you had to go to college. So I went to Brookdale Community College, mm-hmm. registered for three classes, spent a year and a half on WBJB-FM, uh, which was great, by the way. I highly recommend it. Now it's called 90.5 The Night. And um, cut my teeth. And I, I, my, I got my first job at WRLB in Long Branch. But you, you only showed up to three days of classes that whole year? I went for th- what they did was here's what they did. I went for three days, and what they said was, um, if you'd like, you could test out of the classes. Oh. So you could, if you wanted to, you could walk in, take all the tests that we're going to give for that semester. If you pass them, we'll let you go. I <laughs> give me the tests. I used English. Pay- I took a creative writing. I was like nine credits. I took a creative yeah. writing course. I forget what else, but I took papers that I had written as a senior. Yeah. Resubmitted them oh. and got out. It was a good time. Oh, my gosh. Uh, nine credits. And I was out. But but the point <laughs> is, I didn't need college for it. You know, and more and more places now, more and more um, businesses, Governor Murphy in New Jersey, more state jobs are no longer requiring the college education. So now the colleges are like, well, we got it. We, we still want to get people to come to the college. So let's do an e-sports course. So what I want to know, like one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five, 
if you're in the esports business, if you're in esports or you want to be in esports, would you go to college? Do you think you need college for esports? If someone showed up with a degree in esports from Stockton University, does it better their chances to get a job? And also, what are some of the things that you went to college for? Only, you know, you go to college, you do all that work, you get the yeah. degree, you do all the papers and everything, and then you get in your job and you find out that it's really, everything you did in college is really nothing to do with what you're doing right now. Yeah, it, it, there's a lot of stuff that has a place in academia. And then when you get into the industry, you find that, you know, it's not that cut and dry where you can just apply that thing. No. There's a lot more, you know, communications degrees. How much, you know, and you spend years paying them off. You know, but that's just one example. So 1-800-283-101.5. You know, basically, uh, did you, uh, how much of what you learned in college do you use in your job? Or even if you're working in that field, and uh, if you're in esports, would you recommend getting a college degree in esports? 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevelis. Here's New Jersey 101.5 Fast Traffic. 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5. Weather brought to you by W. Danley Electrical. Weather is unpredictable, but with a Generac automatic standby generator from W. Danley, you'll always have power. Right now, get 0% financing with payments as low as $139 a month. Visit Danley911.com. Terms and conditions apply. Steve Trevelis. The number to get through is 1-800-283-101.5. If you're in eSports, do you need a college degree to uh, succeed in eSports? Uh, Stockton University is coming up with a course, and um, it's not going to be teaching you how to play the game. It's going to be uh, all the behind-the-scenes action, the industry, like marketing, content creation. Is this trip really necessary? Is the college just uh, trying to get, you know, find an opportunity to make money for itself? And is this something that you need? And then from there, what are some of the college courses that you took that you really didn't need? You know, or what are some of the college degrees that you got that you really didn't need? You went out, you took it, you got the degree, you worked towards it, only to find out that a lot of what you learned you really didn't need. Or if there is everything that you needed, let me know that. 1-800-283-101.5. You know, how much of your college degree did you get to use? And the thing about the thing about esports that struck me though is that they've been succeeding for years without the college degree. So I don't get the idea that how having one is going to help you. I think we're moving away now from the idea that in order to get this job you need the degree. As we see more and more people, you know, more and more jobs not requiring the degree, even in New Jersey state jobs that weren't requiring degrees. So what are the, some of the things that you, you know, what are some of the courses you took in college that you ended up never really needing? And that also brings me to the idea that if you really want to, you know, cut the cost of college, make the degree easier to get and cut out the electives. Because a lot of the electives are a waste of time. You know, uh, my wife had to take a collage making course going for a physical therapy degree. What was the point? But the idea is you get to pay for it. You have to have so many credits in order to graduate. So they put a lot of this BS in figuring you've got to buy it, you know, and you'll do it. You're not going to use it in your life unless, of course, you won't want to make a collage for your house. But do you need college for that? But if you're in esports, I really would love to hear from you. If you're a gamer, 
If you're in the esports industry, give me a call. Please tell me what you think of this class. Is this just the college trying to get in front of people for a money grab? Or is this ju- is this serious? Is this like, you know, this would be a great idea. We ought to, we ought to have college a requirement to get into esports. It will make you better. Is that the truth? Because I know nothing about e. I know sports. Esports, I don't. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Thomas is in Collegeville. What's up, Thomas? Hey, Steve. How you doing, man? Good. How about you? Good. I'm all right. You what know what? Um, I went to a lot of colleges. I mean, you know, I'm, I, I graduated from law school. I, I went to Trenton State College. Right. Um, you know, prerequisites or a BS. Okay. You know, Western civilization was my nemesis. What did you need it for? You know, yeah, because they needed it. That's what that. That's you know, in order to go on, that's what you had to take, right? You know, so I mean, there's a lot of. I mean, there's a lot of. You know, I had a lot of math, had a lot of science. I graduated with a science degree, wound up getting engineering credits. You know, I went into the navy, and the navy right. paid for my law school, which was great. But you know, the whole thing about the whole thing is, it's a lot of it. It's, it's BS, like you said. You know, you're cutting teeth. You know, you cut teeth either way. Yeah, but if you're in the fi- if you're working in the field or the co- oh, at least what they're what? teaching you uh, pertains yeah. to the field. I got a I got a state job. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. um, I do a lot of letters of engagement, all that stuff. I mean, you know, I work for contractors and stuff. But you know, uh, but I'm at the end of my career. That's what I want to talk to Mimi about too, because she said I was going to get a raise. Oh, all right. Well, you know what? She'll be calling in later uh, about this uh, psychic story, but she's calling. She's going to be in here again May thirtieth. Uh, so when May 30th comes, if you don't get it by then, give me a call. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Andrew is in Stanhope. What's up, Andrew? The course that didn't pan out for me or the major was lesbian dance theory. <laughs> ah, look at this. Andrew bringing material to the table. <laughs> that was a course, but not in every college. But it's the joke that when you study something like that or art, history, you're going to live in your parents' basement. <laughs> well, you know what? That, well, that's the other thing. You know, you get the you get the stuff that you like, and not the stuff that you're going to pursue. But just this idea, this game. I know nothing about the game. You know, esports. But if esports is succeeding very well without college butting into it, why would anybody want to go get a college degree in esports? How is it going to help them? You're right. It's it's doing well, and it seems like it would fall under computer programming, you know, like designing apps like that would be under computer science anyway. So it seems like you're right. It's already rocking and rolling on its own. So, And a lot of the tech genius people, they drop out of college. And I studied film, video production, television, which worked out because I'm in the field, but it was my friend who already had a company doing that, and I started working for him. So that's really how I got into it. And he was like a tech computer nerd genius and he said he dropped out of college as soon as he had to write papers well he taught you how to do everything right well i learned more from him than i did in the college right away and also he said he only wanted to be in college if he was actually making films or doing hands-on work but when they wanted him to do like theory and write papers he was he just dropped out and started his own business so a lot of those guys are like tech geniuses that drop out 
of college anyway. Yeah, no, but you know what? But how much of what you know of what you use in the field? Like when you're 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 in the TV business now. So how much of what you use in the field did you actually say? You know what? I learned this in college. I could attribute this to my college degree. Some, some, but mostly through uh, internship was big. Like when they force you to do the internship at the cable company. So I learned more with the internship. And I always liked the classes where you actually produce a television show where you're actually doing the work as opposed to the theory classes. But I did learn a lot in college. But I would say it was like not 50-50. It was like 70-30 that I learned once I started working. But the internship was good and there were a few classes but you have to suffer through all the other classes, like the eighty percent, which you know don't have any. And you're right. paying, and you're paying for them, and they're not really right. helping you at all. Uh, listen, before I let you go, is there any relative you'd like to mention? <laughs> you have to congratulate my wife because she just finished uh, her pre-nursing, like she got qualified for study. Speaking of school, that's a great example that you brought that up as a joke, but I forgot. Right. She'll be mad at me, but you have to for nursing for science. That's different. You know, yeah, for nursing and science, you have to. Have yep. to. Yep. All right, Andrew. Best of luck to your wife. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. How much of what you learned in college are you using in your job? And if you're in the esports business, do you really need to get a college degree? Would you recommend it? Seven thirty. E veterans. Weather also brought to you by Action Networks. New Jersey 101.5 has been named Action Networks, our official surveillance company. We place the safety of our team members in the hands of the experts at Action. Visit Action, A-C-T-E-O-N dot net today, and you'll discover why Action Networks, the official surveillance company of New Jersey 101.5. Do you need a degree to do that? I mean, now it's like, no matter what you want to do, college will say, no, 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 you need a degree. Esports, been going on for years. Kids making all kinds of money. Stockton University says, we're going to create a college course. We're going to offer a degree in esports. Do you really need a degree in esports? And what are some of the other degrees that you've gone after and maybe acquired or spent a lot of money to get only to find out that you didn't really need that degree? You could have just gone into the field. Uh... I, it just, you know, it's. I, I get the idea. Colleges have to make money, and they do everything I can that they, they can to make money. I wonder what the electives would be that they would make you take at Stockton to uh, get your esports gaming degree. Uh, but what are some of the things that you took, and what are some of the jobs you've been able to get without a college degree and be successful at, and not have to pay back the student loan? You know, like there are certain fields that maybe like when you get into, you're thinking, you know what, I need a degree for this. I'm going to go to college so I could do that. And a lot of people will go to college to buy time so they don't have to get started with their life. They'll go to college, they'll buy time, spend four years working towards something that they'll have to do four years later. Whereas like if you're, this is much like radio, the the esports, if you get into esports at say, you know, 18, 19, 20 years old and get right in rather than wait four years to get a degree, you're going to get that much of a head start. Four years later, you're going to be uh, well on your way, which was pretty much the way it happened for me. The way it was presented for me in radio, I met with Jim Kerr. Um, I got to meet Jim Kerr when he was working at PLJ 
and we had a drink in Court Street, and he said, look, if you go to college, four years later, you're going to get out with a college degree and have to begin your career. You start your career right now, in four years, you could find yourself in New York. So I took his advice, and four years later, I found myself in Philadelphia. But 1-800-283-101.5. As far as college degrees go, based on what you spent, how much of what you learned in college are you using in your field? And when you look back, was it worth it? Could you have done your job without the four years spent in college? There are certain careers that you would absolutely need to go to college for, of course. The medical profession, the legal profession, you know, things like that. But there are others that, you know, the degree could have been a give or take. Could you have gotten the job without the degree? Or could you have gotten the job by going to a trade school, which is what I did, basically. 1-800-283-101.5. So this is Dino Flamium. The competitive gaming industry is on the brink of a boom in the United States. Stockton University has announced they're getting ahead of the rush by becoming the first higher education institution in New Jersey to offer a degree in the field. So I ask, if you don't need a degree in it right now to get a job, why would you want to go get the degree? No, professors won't be training students on how to succeed in first-person shooter games. Instead, students will be schooled in an all-behind-the-scenes action involving industry, from marketing, content creation, to producing a live esports competition with spectators. Don't they teach you that when you're once you get the job in the field? We'll be building real transferable skills that they can use in a variety of different job opportunities that are still emerging within the esports ecosystem. Uh, says Noel Christian Naylor, Stockton's interim esports program chair. Students can choose esports management as a major beginning in the fall of 2023. Would you go to school and choose an esports major? Uh, esports management? Courses will cover topics such as event production and economics of tourism to go along with the hands-on experience with Stockton's own competitive esports team. Stockton's Rockets League finished second in the Collegiate World Championship last year and is competing again this year. So I guess, is it really necessary? Do you really need to take an esports class if you want to get into esports or get a degree in it? So I almost feel like they'd be better off investing in esports at the individual colleges instead of necessarily making a class. Because by the time the students get there, they're probably playing their own video games anyway. So just give them a team to play on. That would make more sense. Yeah. yeah, but the idea they make more money getting the degree, you know, giving you the degree. They're yeah. trying. They're they're trying to go. You know, they're they're trying to drum up business. So basically, kids are playing esports. Let's let's offer a degree in esports, yeah. and then there'll be kids who are afraid to start their life going. Oh, wow, I can buy four more years in college. I'll, I'll go. I'll go hunt down the esports degree. Yeah. And then for four years, mom and dad will put your picture on Facebook. Look, he chose to go to Stockton. <laughs> Yay. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you'll get the, get the esports degree. What's then you get for? out four yeah. years from now. And it's like, well, now what? Yeah. Well, I don't know. By the time the guy that you started with may already be in the business for four years. Yeah. I would say the main, the, there was like a, a widely criticized rant that a pro player went on one time. And it was a very good point. It's like the only thing I could possibly think of that would be like a skill. And that's just like general like thinking on your feet, which is not necessarily something you that you're can't get. get that in college. Well, yeah. Well, so basically his whole rant was, you know, 
if you're playing a game and it's been out for a few years and you want to go pro in that game, just give up your dreams because by the time you're good enough to play it, the game's already going to have moved on. And that's something that you don't have to worry about in like football or baseball because they make new games all the time. It goes very, very quickly. Yeah, like technology. 1-800-283-101.5. But how do you feel about it? Where are you? You know, we just had a, we just had a caller call in and then uh, then hang up. Call back. I want to know. Because I'm telling you, like for me, and, and what are some of the jobs that you've, what are some of the success stories, jobs that you've had in Jersey that didn't require the college degree? Do you regret not getting it? 1-800-283-101.5. When you're retiring and need to move, call Robert Dukansky of Remax First Advantage. He has buyers lined up. You get your home sold fast and for more money than you thought possible. Hal and Wendy were retiring, wanted to move on to Florida to be closer to the family. So they listened, they listed their Edison home with Rob and his team. They were on their way quickly because Rob's superior marketing produced 33 showings and multiple offers in less than a month, getting the home sold for $565,000, which was twenty. $25,000 over the list price. Robert Dukansky of Remax First Advantage does more than put a sign in the yard. He has superior marketing to sell your home for the highest price possible. So call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Dukansky at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015. Or online at robsellsnj.com. Or Google RobSellsNJ and start packing them to learn more. This summer, take a shorecation to Jersey 101.5, giving you a free Jersey shorecation to the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for our secret code word. Enter it on our New Jersey 101.5 app to win your Jersey shorecation. Three winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsor, Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Book your summer escape today at hardrockhotelatlanticcity.com. You could win a free shorecation. Good luck from New Jersey, 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Ryan Bissell is in here. All right, so basically, uh, Stockton is offering a chance for you to get a college degree in esports. So far, they don't have any college degrees in esports. Do we need to get a college degree in esports? So as you and I kind of mentioned uh, during the, the last, what, what do they call it, section of, of the hour, um, there, there. We feel like, like I, at least I do, feel like it could be better invested into the gaming, uh, like esports leagues that colleges have. But how would the college make money in that? Well, that's like kind of like how colleges make money with, um, you know. Oh, I got, oh, part of their athletics. In other words, in making make have an esports team, yeah, and then give scholarships for people to play on their team. Exactly. Ah. So you get people, they want to get good. They want to come to your school so that they can play on your good team. Um, and you know, sign all the bull, you know, their Red Bull <laughs> signings and you know, Give Gatorade endorsements signings. and yeah. all. I think, you know, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Rather than get you to go learn esports and get a degree from, you know, why would why would the guy teaching you at Stockton be any better than the guy teaching you? Uh, I'm sorry, the professor teaching with Stockton be any better than the guy teaching you at the place where you get the job in esports. Exactly. And then after a few years, you've had people who have been through, maybe they find their way back to the school. Now they're the coaches and they've had that experience of, you know, being at a real professional level, not just, you know, something that some people organized who happen to be fans of the game, like a real organized, you know, thing that has uh, some ties or, you know, emblem. Yeah, so rather than offer an esports degree, just uh, have colleges sponsor esports teams. 
Yeah. And then uh, you try out for the team. Because, like, when you go play football, they don't teach you football, right? You have to go learn that and come in, uh, and they'll give you the scholarship. And the scholarship could be in whatever it is you want to take it in. Kind of like football, basketball, and the other sports. Yeah, and a lot of cities already have major teams. Um, there's a game called Overwatch. There's the the Philadelphia Fusion, the San Francisco Shock, and really different teams. Yeah, See, I know nothing exist. about esports. Yeah, it's all out there, um, and it, it's rife with its own you know sets of controversy. Um, you know, there's doping in what is that like in cycling and stuff where people use the drugs to you know stay they, awake to stay awake and stuff. People use Adderall. So that they can, you know, be up all hours of the night and, you know, constantly having their brain focusing and stuff. Um, really? And that's been a huge point of contention for a lot of players as well. Because if you're all streaming online, you can't be watching what someone else is doing. And if you're used to seeing someone all the time, you assume that's just the way they play. So it's hard to tell if someone's cheating uh, using, you know, a third-party software or, you know, if and they're there's millions drugs. of dollars in this. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. And there's money on, you know, the skins that come with it. You know, once they start making skins for different players, mm-hmm. like, you know, that'll have its own value and stuff. So there's a lot of money that could be out there. I just don't, uh, for the gaming industry in college, I just don't know if it's necessarily in a degree. Yeah, and the more you explain it, the more it makes sense. Why would you, you know, you're better off just doing the team than offering the degree because, and the other thing, as you said earlier, the game keeps changing. So what you may get your degree in on Monday <laughs> may not be worth anything next week. Yeah, you get your degree and they're like, all right, guys, we're going to be sunsetting this game and, you know, coming out with a completely new one in a year from now. Like, hope you weren't too invested. Much like uh, electronics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. TVs, computers, uh-huh. bridges. All right. one 800 All Jersey. All the time. When I heard your story, I said I have to call. New Jersey 101.5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Trevely is talking to you till 11 o'clock tonight. You can talk to me at 1-800-283-101.5. Nene Grace calling in at 9 o'clock. Now, she's not going to be uh, taking calls. We're going to do that on uh, May the 30th. She's in Orlando now. But uh, she's going to call in to talk about this psychic who told the guy that if he didn't come up with eight grand, he was going to have four months to live. Uh, psychic scams. So uh, we'll talk about that at 9 o'clock. Uh, go to nj1015.com. I got the updated concert list from the PNC Bank Art Center because uh, now's the time you want to go see some shows. Now that you're getting over your Taylor Swift weekend, now there may be more shows you want to see and some really great acts they come in there. And also uh, the great sub shops of the Jersey Shore. Not the hoagies. We got the hoagies as well, but the sub shops, right? White House subs, the best down in Atlantic City. You go down there. I actually interviewed the guy who's been making subs there for 40 years, and he tells me the secrets, and I put them all in the post. But, uh, you know, I'm wondering, does anybody still go to buffets? I know, like, buffets took a real bath around the pandemic, but I also know they're, like, making a comeback in some places. Like, in March... Uh, visits to Golden Corral's, Chi-Chi's, and Pizza Ranch were up 125% from January of 2021. This is uh, according to data from uh, Placer AI, which tracks foot traffic at restaurants and stores. But the buffet took quite a beating. And now it's making a comeback. And I'm wondering 
if it's making a comeback in New Jersey, are you a fan of buffets? Once upon a time, we all loved buffets. Then the pandemic hit, we all became germphobes, everybody got freaked out by buffets. Even the ones, you know, and naturally you don't, you know, you got to put the screens over them and everything. But some of the best buffets are in New Jersey. The Borgata buffet is incredible. The casino buffets, right? The Hard Rock. Uh, are there any, do you still go to buffets? Are there any good buffets in New Jersey? 1-800-283-101.5. And, you know, like, it depends on what's on the buffet and how expensive they want to get with the buffet. Like we talked about, like, yesterday, a lot of people had Mother's Day brunch. You know, I imagine there must have been, like, buffets all over the place with the carving stations and the omelet bars and all that. I love that stuff. But now the Mother's Day's over. Do we, like, take a take a Mother's Day buffet and that's okay? Because it's Mother's Day. And then we go back into uh, germophobic seclusion and stay away from the buffets after that. But where are you on the buffet? Where are the best buffets in New Jersey? Are they even still around? And what do they put on the buffet that makes them so good? Like, what would it take for a really good buffet? 1-800-283-101.5. The Manor used to have incredible buffets. You know, they're closing that down. You know, the the manor in uh, East Orange. Prom locations for many, many years. But if you you go to a buffet and you want to get a little advertising, you want to give a little plug, give me a call. I'd love to know. Like I said, the casino buffets, you wait forever, but it's worth it once you get there. Because if you can't decide what to eat, I like to eat everything. So me, I'm a buffet guy. I like to go. I don't care, you know. I, I, I trust my immune system. I want to go and I want to have a good buffet. But if you're going out for a buffet in Jersey, first of all, are they, uh, are they still around? And are there any that you go to that you really, really like? With or without the carving station, like the Chinese buffets, are they still around? There used to be one in every mall. And then all of a sudden, you know, of course, they all shut down with the pandemic. But now, you know, we see that a lot of these places are reopening. You know, like the Golden Corral, you know. Uh, their sales grew 14% last year from pre-pandemic levels, according to Nation's Restaurant News. People want the buffet back is what they say. What about you? Are you a buffet person? More shoppers are visiting dollar stores, buying at cheaper fast food chains. Uh See, I don't know about that. I mean, for the buffet, it's more about the food. You know, with the way prices are today, we only have so much money to spend. And when you got kids, you know, and you take your family out, you go to the buffet, they could eat all they want. And uh, you save money. But where in New Jersey, if I asked you, where's the best buffet in New Jersey? Would you say to go? 1-800-283-101.5. Like, uh, there's one place in South Jersey in Pensgrove. They have a prime rib buffet that's unbelievable. Imagine all the prime rib you want. I'm a big prime rib guy. That Heightstown Diner post that I wrote with the prime rib, $24. And you get a prime rib the size of something you'd stick on the car in the Flintstones and it would topple the car over. It is that good. But are you a buffet person? 
you know, other than the casino, you know, because like Atlantic City has the best buffets. Atlantic City, you know, seafood buffet, depending on where you're going, you can't go wrong. But I'm thinking like I'm hoping that, you know, as we get more and more comfortable and we see there's results now as more and more people are visiting the buffets. But if you're going to go out and hunt down a buffet in New Jersey, where would you go? 1-800-283-101.5. Or would you not go? Are you still freaked by the buffet? Would you not want to go to the buffet? Right? But Golden, Golden Corral says people want to get the buffet back. Are you a fan of the Golden Corral buffet? They used to have the uh, Golden Buffets in like every mall. They were all over the place. And now... It's like, uh, you know, restaurant prices have increased 8.5% in April from a year ago. So uh, people got to now figure out a way to get more value for the dollar. Dollar General said last year it's been uh, attracting customers earning $100,000 a year in weeks and weeks. Inflation has pushed up prices for groceries and the shoppers have turned to Dollar General to try to save money. And I think that's a great idea. You know, I go, I have no problem going to the dollar store. There are certain things that I can get in the regular stores, you know, like CVS, ShopRite or whatever. I'm saying, why am I spending $8 for this when I know I can go to the dollar store right across the street? I don't care about the name. I just need the product. 1-800-283-101.5. So I'm guessing you're not a buffet person, right? If you go, do, you go to buffets. And, uh... What's your favorite one? Are they even st- Do you go to buffets? I don't go to buffets often, but I went a lot in college because there were a couple of really good Chinese buffets around the corner, and I got just two They're words. They're the best. I got two words. What's that? Crab Rangoons. Oh, what man. is that? Those are like the little, like the oh. deep fried little, like puff things that have the crab and the cream cheese. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crab. Oh, man. Just like pile the plate up with those and like the, the spare ribs or whatever. Like, I I got those all in South Jersey, and now that I'm back in North Jersey, mm. I don't even know where to go. I was, uh, we ordered Chinese for my uh, my wife for Mother's Day. Yeah. And they had the crab rangoons. Oh, man. And I didn't, I never had them before, so we can get them. Now I know what they are, I'll get them. Oh, man. So yeah, good. crab rangoon? Crab rangoons. Mm-hmm. That's what I, what do you want for your birthday, Ryan? I want crab rangoons. Crab rangoon. Do you know any good buffets? I, I, I don't even know it's around anymore. I don't even know either. I mean, I didn't even realize. See, I thought Golden Corral was like an outback. I didn't even know that was like a buffet. That's a buffet. But I have not. I've never been to a Golden Corral. No? But like the Atlantic City buffets, like the casino buffets, mm-hmm. they're expensive, but they're worth it. Wow. They put steaks on the buffet. You just go take another one and another one. And for me, that's heaven. But the drinks are free. Uh, yeah, well, they know the drinks. Well, if you're depending, you know, if you're playing, the watered down drinks are free. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Spring is finally here. You're back outside doing what you love the most. Is pain holding you back? Don't you want to enjoy life without pain? Well, you need to go to Trinity Rehab. Trinity Rehab can help. Pain or even age is no excuse. Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you have ever tried. No prescription needed. Same day appointments, fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it. Call Trinity. 
Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions and no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Woodbridge, Flemington, Toms River, and Wall. So you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. Every 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5, Steve Trevelis. Talking about buffets. Figuring like uh, you don't see a lot of buffets and buffets are making a comeback. And we all love buffets. Not one call on buffets. So I'm guessing you guys don't know where they are. So like when I actually write this post, you're going to absolutely love it. Uh, if you have any buffet suggestions, I would love to hear from you. 1-800-283-101.5. Or a buffet is now just dead and gone. Uh, Sean is in Philadelphia. What's up, Sean? Hey, how you doing today? Good. How about you? I'm uh, doing good, doing good. I don't have a buffet local, right. but I go to Orlando, Florida. I'm actually getting ready to go Memorial Day weekend. And there's a place in Orlando. It's called Boston Feast. Right. It's great. It's sixty five dollars per person and twenty five for kids, but it's all you can eat lobster, all you can eat wow. crab legs, mahi mahi. I mean, it, they got a large spread of seafood. If you're a seafood junkie, it's the place to go. See that that that's the thing. Are you now do you get psyched out? You don't worry about the buffet or anything, right? I'll tell you what I miss. I miss the old, I mean, it's, it wasn't a buffet, but I miss the old seafood shanty in Chesapeake Bay from back in the day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember the Sizzler? Yeah, you know, and it's like they don't have them around no more, and seafood's so expensive anymore. Like, I just went to a Chinese buffet not too long ago, mm -hmm. and they didn't even have the snow crab legs that sometimes they have. I know, and that's why we need the buffet now more than ever. Because the way they're Absolutely. killing us on food, you need to be able to bulk up. So Orlando, Florida, the Boston Feast, and it's $65, yes. and you really get to eat. Yes, they got three locations down there. And if you're local to that area or you plan on traveling to that area, highly recommend checking it out. All right, Sean, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Okay, now we know where to go in Florida, people. Where do we go in New Jersey? All right, all right, here we go. Here we go. Now now I got somebody here. I got Buffet Bob. It's on the Jersey Turnpike on New Jersey 101.5. Buffet Bob, what do you got for me? Hey, bud. I How live in Philly. Uh-huh. At the Fulton Mills Mall is um, King Buffet, one of the better ones. And in Jersey... Mount Holly International Buffet, Chinese Buffet. I think it's on Route 38 or Route 30. They were like the two best ones around. Mount Holly International Buffet? Yeah. It, I, I think they closed during COVID. Uh -huh. I hope they can open, but I'm not 100%. See that? How often do you, you go to buffet multiple times every week? Yeah, about twice a week. I usually go to lunch or dinner there. I love me some buffets. I'm Obviously, a, I'm a big guy. Yeah, but you know, yeah, really, right? You you go in with a pail and shuffle, and you don't move. <laughs> and a smile. <laughs> you know, now, now, how much do you see that you save money? The buffets are great because you can stock up. I wish you could take a doggy bag home. It'd be even better, but it's hey, a great you know, move. I set myself to a three-plate limit. Oh, they do? Personal limit. I can only fill up three plates, and then I have to stop. 
But uh, <laughs> do you carry the to-go container in your coat? You know, you got to get that little container in your coat and we'll sneak it out, or put plastic in your pockets so that this way you, know, you can get more. <laughs> yeah. Fill up the napkins full of the uh, steak scraps for the doggies. That's it. That's it for the doggies. You go home and the yeah. dog's like, and you're fighting oh, them for I it. I leave the buffet. I'm not going to eat for another hour or two. Uh-huh. Yeah, really. Uh, <laughs> hey, Buffet Bob, you're my hero. Good stuff. Let's go to Steve is in Union on New Jersey 101.5. Steve-O. How you doing? Good. How are you? Not bad. There's two that I know of. There's one in the playing fields. I think it's just called Grand Buffet. Uh-huh. It's okay, but the one in Manville, clean, uh, very complete. There's table after table of fresh foods out there, and they have a, uh, what do you call that, a, um, a grill that you can put your stuff on, and the guy does it up and you know gives you your plate back. Uh, I think it's called. Oh, like uh, like what you call it? Like the um, the the bonsai? Not the is it bonsai? What's the restaurant? I think they used to call them Mongolian barbecues. Mongolian bar. That guy. I never heard of that Mongolian barbecue. Oh, there's a Mongolian barbecue in Cranford. You basically give them a bowl full of noodles and meats. They put it on the grill, and with sticks, they move it around the grill. And in two minutes, they've got it cooked, and it's back in your bowl, and you're going back to your chair. Wow. Have you ever heard of Hot Pots? I've heard of them. I've never eaten at one, though. My wife's uh, co-worker, she's a physical therapist, uh, her and her husband invited us over to the house. Good friends, great people. They, it's, it's what they do is you have these pots of boiling water, and all around the pot is like um, raw chicken, beef, dumplings, tofu, lobster, scallops, all just all food. And you take what you want and you drop it in the pot. And when it rises to the top, it's done and you eat. And, it, and it's a matter of minutes. And you sit there all night and you graze. It's, it's, it's delicious. Try it. Cool. And, and before you oh, do yeah. it, you make your own, like there's a series of like soy sauce and ginger sauce and the oyster sauce, and you make your own dipping sauce. Okay. Yeah, really, really good stuff. Now, where's the Supreme Buffet? That's in Manville. Uh, oh, the Flaming Grill is in Manville, right? Yeah, that's the Well, Supreme, I think, is, oh, Plainfield, North Plainfield, South Plainfield, one of the Plainfields. I know it's by my sister-in-law's house. It's, All right. It's functionable, but it's not as clean and like loaded as the other place in Manville. All right, then it's not exactly supreme. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 average. The last guy was talking about sixty five dollars for a buffet. Uh-huh. I can't double my body weight at sixty five dollars. <laughs> My father would roll over in his grave. $65. <laughs> I got to eat $200 worth of shrimp. <laughs> I like that. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Sean is in Bridgewater. What do you got for me, Sean? Good ev- Good evening, actually. How you doing, pal? Good. I, I live in Finderen, so I go over the bridge to, to Manville to the um, Flaming Grill. Oh, but you're I- another Flaming Grill guy. Yeah. Yeah, but see, I'm not a I'm not a stomach stretcher. I don't sit there loading my gut until until you know my feelings. Don't are be judgmental time. about how others eat at the buffet. As long as you're happy at the buffet, that's what matters, right? 
Well, yeah, but you know what I do is I take it to go for ten bucks. I fill that 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 container up, and that's plenty for me for the night. They give you a container to fill up for ten bucks. It's like they charge you by the weight, but, but oh I, I yeah, about ten, eleven bucks, and that container is full. Okay, all right for me, uh, you know. So you go home and stretch your stomach. You don't stretch your stomach there. No, I'll eat a little bit, a little bit, and I'll eat a little bit. You know, I cut it. I don't eat it all in one shot. I see what you're talking about. You're grazing. I usually do, yeah, I usually do all my meals like that. That's why I'm only 150 pounds and 5'8". Don't rub it in. Don't. It was a buffet. We don't want people 150 pounds at the buffet. We eat 150 pounds when we're at the buffet. 1-800-283-101.5. Peter, hang out. Where's a great buffet? Where did you go? Are you a buffet guy? You know, I, I I haven't been a buffet guy for years, but when I, was, when I was young and money was a bit tighter, I remember in college, four of us would go to a Chinese like a Chinese food buffet, pay ten dollars, we'd eat a plate, go out to the car, the next guy would come in, you know. So we would we would work our go arounds to the buffet. Yeah, Jim Florentine did this thing terrorizing telemarketers, where oh, yeah. the boy could eat buffet. Him and yeah. Don Jameson would go in with pails and shovels. <laughs> <laughs> you have to leave that. We're not going anywhere. It's all you can eat. Eight thirty. On New Jersey, 101.5, Steve Trevelis. Nene Grace calling in at 9 o'clock. Give her thoughts on a psychic trying to charge $8,000 uh, uh, to get a guy out of living only four months. It's a long story, which I will explain. It's called scam, but we'll discuss. 1-800-283-101.5. If you uh, were going to go to a buffet... Or recommend a buffet in New Jersey. Which buffet would you recommend? Uh, I think buffets are making a comeback. I'm a big fan of the buffet. I think uh, all-you-can-eat buffets are the best. Uh, you could find a way to, you know, make them healthy and all that, which they pretty much are. But uh pandemic freaked a lot of people out from the buffets, and now the buffets are starting to come back. And uh, we're seeing it across the country. Are we seeing it in New Jersey? And... I'm going to put out a post on where the best buffets in New Jersey are, should you be so inclined to go. With food prices being the way they are, you're going to want to eat as much as you can, especially if you got kids. I got two growing 16-year-old boys who love to eat. Peter is in Lawrence, New Jersey, 101.5. Hello, Peter. Hello, Stephen. I'm going to give you three. Three? Go ahead, Ryan. Write three. these down. All three. Right. One I paid for. One you paid two for. Two I worked at. Okay, what's the one? one is you... the Marion Caterers for a wedding. Are they open now? They are open every year for okay. weddings, special occasions. No, no, no. I want to like if people just want to go out and eat. They want to go to the buffet. Like, where's a good buffet to go to? Nassau Inn. They During got uh, Easter, Mother's Day. But what about like every day? Every day? Every day. Give me a every buffet day. that's open every day. There are not many anymore. That's they why. Don't have the help. Right. That's a good They don't point. have the help. They don't have the decoration. They don't have the fortitude the to fortitude. be a good chef anymore. Yeah, that makes sense. But the thing is, it's the presentation. Right. The consistency. Right. The food. Mm -hmm. The dedication. Scanagon used to have a good buffet, remember? Golden Corral was always a great buffet. Are they still around or are they gone? No, they're back. They're they, back. They're there, but they're not as many as they used to be. 
No, they're not as many as they used to be, but they are back. They've had an increase. Uh, Correct. Yeah. Uh, their, their sales grew 14% last year from the pandemic levels, according to There used uh, to be Nation's one at the, um, my, my uncle's at the Holly Inn. Right. In uh, Pittman, New Jersey. He's out of business. He's also deceased. Okay, that's that was ice sculpture. Right. It was live lobster tank. It was everything. The buffet had that? The buffet had that. Nice. How about that? I had pictures. I believe you. From 1960s. Do they still do this on the cruise ships? Like, remember the, the midnight buffet was like the big deal on cruises? On the cruises, my father went on one in uh, the Caribbean. Uh-huh. And they had a great buffet. Uh, I think it was Costa Riviera. Mm-hmm. Oh. And he said it was excellent. Cruise buffets are unbelievable, Peter. Thanks for the call. They Every night there's a new buffet, but they would do like the captain's buffet. They would do the midnight buffet, and you would, you know, people would get all dressed up. That's the thing about cruises. Reasons they get dressed up and suits and gowns and everything. And they got pictures, and they're taking pictures of the ice goose for the buffet and all that. Uh, but I think, like, I don't know, I hope the buffet makes a comeback. Because I'm a big buffet guy. You know, I haven't had, I haven't been to a buffet in a long time. You know, other than when you go to parties or you go to comedy events. Why is it like if you can go to a fundraiser or you go to a party, you can have the buffet and nobody has a problem with the buffet. But when you go to the restaurant, right, you're not seeing the buffets anymore. I think that the, the, the further away we get from pandemic, the more and more comfortable people are going to get with buffets. And uh, I don't know. You know, like Peter was saying about getting the help for the buffet and all that. Uh, I would imagine you should be able to do it, right? If you're in the restaurant business, give me a call. 1-800-283-101.5. And uh, where are the best buffets in New Jersey? We got a list. I'm going to put it out, uh, you know, at nj1015.com. But so far, the best ones that I've heard, I've heard of a, in Penn's Grove, there's a prime rib buffet that I've heard great things about. And uh, Atlantic City, you know, the Hard Rock, the Borgata. As a matter of fact, uh, I've done comedy at the Borgata. And if you work there, they have this restaurant called Manja. And Manja is everything they sell in the restaurants, but it's for the employees. And you can go in there any time of the day or night. Three o'clock in the morning, you want to eat? They, they will feed you. 1-800-283-101.5. I'm looking for the best buffets in New Jersey. And uh, the one that I'm thinking of, hold on. I got to make sure I got it here. Uh, De Paolo's. Right? De, Pe- De Paolo's in Penn's Grove. Really good. But what have you got? What have you got? Uh, your favorite buffet. In New Jersey. We had a couple calls from Orlando, Philadelphia, but I want the good ones in New Jersey. You know? Or is this just like, uh, you know, we're not talking about like, you know, the, the elderly getting off the buses and going into the buffet. Do you line your pockets with the plastic baggies when you go to the buffet so that you can put more food inside them? Or uh, do they give you the to-go? One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. I'll give you some of what I got so far, uh, which isn't pretty bad, which is pretty good actually. I got to go find it now. 
this won't take this won't take long. Just bear with me. No, not that. Uh-huh. Here we go. Here's what I got so far. Uh, well, Golden Corral, somebody put that up there. The Grand Buffet in Ramsey, uh, or the Port of Call in Hackensack, are supposed to be two good buffets. Sound familiar? Or uh, the Manor in West Orange was a great signature buffet, but now they're going out of business, so, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, but they really were. Uh, the Paolos in Penns Grove, prime rib buffet with all kinds of great pictures here that will make your mouth water. Uh, <laughs> then we've got uh, the Borgata buffet, which I was saying earlier is unbelievable. But I'm not seeing any seafood buffets. You know, the seafood shandy was right. They used to have a really good buffet. 1-800-283-101.5. Kitty, hang on. I'm going to give you more time. Where are the good buffets in New Jersey? Here's fast traffic. 15 minutes on New Jersey. 101.5. Steve Trevelisse. All right. We got subs on the website. Best sub shops in the Jersey Shore. I want to know where the best buffets are. You really want to gorge. 1-800-283-101.5. The buffets are making a comeback. Golden Corral sales went up 14% since the pandemic. It's a slow comeback, but it's a comeback. I miss the buffets. How about you? Let's go to uh, Kitty in Deptford on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Kitty. Hi, Steve. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Uh, okay. It's called the Peking Buffet, and it's in Glassboro, New Jersey. Yeah? Good? It's great. It's great. It's basically Chinese, mm-hmm. uh, but it has... Uh, Roast beef, mashed potatoes. It has just about everything. Really? Oh, it's delicious. It's right on Delphi Drive uh-huh. in Glassboro. All right, Kitty. Thank you so much. I like that. I like that. Chinese buffet and a little bit of everything. Tom is in Manahawkin on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Tom. Hey, Steve. What's going on? How much? How you doing? Yeah, pretty good. The best buffet that I've been going for 20 years. Right. It's in Tom's River. It's the Fortune Buffet. Excellent quality food, and it's a low price. It doesn't cost that much. And I've known the owners for years. And every time I go in, it could be crowded as possible. I sit down. I like that. He pushes people out of the way. Get out of here. Tom's here. Let's go. I sit in the same spot for 20 years, the same table. My dad and I used to sit there for 20 years. He passed away, and I still sit at the same table. Really? You see what? You should have your dad. Everybody that works there. You should have your dad propped up there like Weekend at Bernie's. (laughs) So they, they named the table after you, Tom? No, well, it's B6. I always sit at B6. Nobody wants to sit near the workers, you know, when they're slamming all the dishes down, that doesn't bother me. That I'm just is, eating. That adds to the ambiance. I like that. Yeah, I'm problem. like, I'm six plate minimum. Six, six to seven plates. Six to seven plates. Not small. <laughs> so when you get into the buffet, can they actually get you out of the buffet? <laughs> Uh, well, they got a bathroom. I just go to the bathroom, then I go back up again. All right, there we go. I like that. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Like the old Romans, they put the vomitoriums in there. So you could eat, go, puke, back, eat more, right? And and on and on and on. Todd is in Branchburg on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Todd. How's it going, Steve? Good, Todd. How are you? Very good. Uh, I know you ain't going to want to hear mine, but uh, remember back in the day, uh, Beefsteak Charlie's? 
are they still around? No, I don't think so. No, they're long gone. That was that was from the eighties, right? Yeah, yeah. And they had all the beer, wine, or sangria you could eat. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, uh, uh, on the buffet itself was shrimp. You could have all you wanted, you know, that kind of thing. And you got a meal, too, you know. That goes to show you how far back it was when they actually had shrimp on the buffet bar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And not just a little bit. It was a pile, you know? Oh, yeah, peel and eat. Yeah, you could go crazy yeah, with the shrimp. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Do you remember a place called Steak and Ale? Um, I think so. Steak and Ale. I love Steak and Ale. My, my, I took my wife there on our first date. Steak, what was great about Steak and Ale was the, the steaks were fantastic, but they had the salad bar, and the salad bar had the shrimp. And also, there's, exactly. a, there's another place. Yeah. In fact, if you ever yeah. been in Camden, the pub in Camden has, like, the most incredible steaks. They cook them in a brick oven. And okay. and they have a salad bar. And uh, the salad bar has all you can eat, the shrimp. And it's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Hey, one one other one. Um, it was called Shangri La's. Uh huh. It was on uh, Route uh, Twenty Two, right up in like Clinton area. Oh my God! Are they still they there? Had, uh, no, they're long gone too. See, long we got to bring them back, Todd. Thanks for the call to New Jersey one hundred one point five. We got to bring back the buffet. I think at the way we're going, people are going to get so disgusted. With uh, with the food prices and how we're, we're getting killed at the grocery store and the restaurants and the restaurants, too. I mean, I went to a, there was a rest stop on the turnpike and a hamburger from a fast food place is ten dollars, seven to ten dollars for the hamburgers at a fast food place at a rest stop. So, I mean, come on, if you're going to if you're going to take the family out to eat, you're going to need something to feed them. And as far as the buffets go, the way I look at it, if you go to a party, you go to a dance, you go to, you know, uh, any, any fundraiser, whatever, what do they do? Everybody makes a plate, they put it out, they put it out, the caterer comes, they have the buffet, and you go and you get in line. Why is that okay? You worried about a buffet in a restaurant? Go eat the buffet. 1-800-283-101.5. The list will be on nj1015.com tomorrow. And Nene Grace will be calling in uh, in about 15 minutes. Making sense of the stories. Digging into detail. Asking tough questions. This is the News Department of New Jersey 101.5. Whatever gets you through the night. All right. All right. All right. Now I know where to get a buffet and I get through the night. Steve Trevelisse. Nobody get through is 1-800-283-101.5. The great sub shops in Jersey are on my Steve Trevely's page, as are the updated lineup at the PNC Bank Art Center, because I want you to go out and see a show. Uh, if you go see a psychic, be careful where you go. Nene Grace comes on here every month, and she is fantastic. A soul healer, Nene Grace. She's been on Jenny McCarthy. Uh, but there's a story that I found on nj1015.com. Um, uh, which uh, was written by uh, Rick Rickman. And basically, a psychic from New Jersey is wanted on charges of theft and fortune telling after telling a man he had four months to live 
unless she got paid thousands of dollars, according to police. Now, the Palmyra, Pennsylvania police uh, said Billy Lauren Mitchell demanded more than $8,000 from a couple after giving the husband a psychic card reading. Mitchell told the man, who was over 60 years old, he had four months to live unless he and his wife completed expensive rituals, police said. Mitchell is a clairvoyant psychic and certified holistic healer and the owner of Psychic World, according to her Facebook page. The business on Main Street in Palmyra in Lebanon County offers psychic readings, uh, chakra balancing, and even pet readings. And when I read this story, uh, the first person I thought of uh, it was one of the most sincere psychic healers that I know. The only sincere psychic healer that I know. The only psychic healer that I know. And that would be Nene Grace. <laughs> how are you doing, kiddo? I'm great, honey. How are you? I, I'm great. There you are, down in sunny, beautiful Florida, getting yourself all tanned and stuff. Well, you know, someone's got to do it. Someone's got to Someone's got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so what do you make of this? I, I saw this and I, I couldn't believe this. And I called you. What did you think of this? You know, this is this is outrageous. This is one of the most outrageous things that I've, because it gives it gives practitioners like myself a bad name. You know, I pride myself on working ethically and you know authentically to what, what my client needs. Right. Is this man sick? I don't know. I don't know him. But I, what I certainly do know is that you're not charging someone $8,000 to save their life. You're not a doctor. You know, and what are, what is absolute in this world is the day you're born and the day you're going to die. You can't change that. Right. She, according to him, four months to live unless he came up with $8,000 for the uh, expensive rituals to keep him alive. Let me. Let me tell you something, Steve. No one can play the hand of God. No one. When I'm doing my sessions, can I tell if I have a, cl- uh, a client who's unwell? Yeah. You know, and I'll say, hey, I'm feeling a little, you know, a little heaviness or heat in this part of your body. Can you accept that? And they'll say yes, which you've heard on the radio when I've done it before. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> but never, never in my wildest it is it is wildly unethical to tell somebody that they have X amount of time to live. We're not doctors. Unless they give you $8,000 for the ritual. I mean, that's, at what ritual? You know what I mean? I, I, I do Reiki. I do energy healing. Mm-hmm. I do a house cleansing and clearings. And never have I charged anybody $8,000. And I have a resume that's three miles long. I know. How about this? You uh, know? Affidavit states the couple saw a psychic world and got curious, so they book an appointment. Uh, the tarot card reading cost them 50 bucks. Mitchell drew the death card for the husband during the reading. She told him that he had five months to live unless the couple paid for a $500 cleansing ritual involving candles and holy water, police said. The husband goes to an ATM to withdraw the money. After he gave Mitchell the cash, she told the couple they did not need to be there when she performed the ritual. Okay, you can go now. I got the money. 
Later, Mitchell texted the man's wife and told her to come in for a solo appointment. Three days later, on February 26th, she opted to skip the meeting. Court documents said that Mitchell then sent more text messages saying she already bought $1,700 worth of holy water and other supplies and would need $8,000 from the couple. A few days later, the daughter reported the matter to police. That's ridiculous. Let me, if someone's doing a tarot reading, right. which I stopped doing them years and years ago, right. um, if someone's doing a tarot reading and they pull the death card, that doesn't mean you are dying. You, if you read these things like a story, it could be the end of a work cycle. Maybe they were getting ready to retire, which is what I'm picking up, I believe, is what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they could be the end of a work, you know, history. It could be the end of where they're living. Maybe, But something in their life cycle is coming to an end. Like if you're doing numerology and you come up to a number nine, that's the end of a cycle, end of an error. It doesn't mean the end of your life. And folks like her use... You know, the, the be- this beautiful gift to bring fear into people's lives. And that is so unfortunate because the work is for healing. The work is for, you know, for folks come to a place of peace or closure or whatever it is that you need, not to scam folks out of money. So she looks at the death card and immediately tells the guy he's got five months to live from drawing this death card. And Can you they buy it. How many other people yeah, and how many other people have done that? One time I had someone I know come to see me, one of my clients, and subsequently she was also um, a friend of the family, and she said, I should have came to see you, but, you know, it was just kind of in the moment thing. And this one lady charged her like 700 or 800 something crazy for crystals, and she didn't even get to keep them. She had to bring them back to her. What? <laughs> You paid, you paid that much money for crystals, you didn't even get to keep them? I mean, listen, crystals could be expensive, but supposedly it was because she had a hex on her. Oh, the I hex. never, ever, ever. I don't, you know, when I decided to take this path in my life and right. follow through with my gifts, I knew that I wanted to use this as a light worker, not as a blinking palm psychic who you know, is out there trying to scam people, you know, nickel and diming them. Like, this is my service. This is what I do. And, you know, I charge the same for my work, regardless of what reading I'm doing. You know, if someone's coming in for a healing on a big toe or healing energy, it's going to be the same because I charge for my time. Right. Now, time is priceless. Do you charge for the holy water? How much? How much holy water is seventeen hundred dollars worth of? Do they come? Does, does like a tanker come to your door and they fill up the pool? I mean, seventeen hundred dollars worth of holy water. It's straight from the Vatican. It's straight from the Vatican. <laughs> it comes. It comes straight from a stoli. I think is where it comes from. Uh, Seventeen up in holy water, and uh, and uh, she would need eight thousand dollars. So now here's the thing. So basically, she makes it sound like she's got the connection that if they don't come up with the eight grand, that uh, she's going to invoke the death card or whatever. Oh God! You know this is these are the kind of folks that are scamming people that give folks like myself a bad name. You know, there's in every career, right? And there's Mm -hmm. always a rotten apple. You know, however, 
it's unfortunate because they're she's catching them and she knows that they're vulnerable. When when people call me, it's because they're in need of something. You don't take advantage of someone's vulnerability in that time. You help them come to a place of healing and peace or whatever it is that they need in that in, in that moment. But you don't scare people into paying you $8,000. Yeah. And with a name like Psychic World, it kind of sounds, sounds like, you know, the Sam's Club you know, had, of healing. I had two centers before COVID. I had two centers, the Enlightenment Center and the Soulness. Right. And none of them indicated that there was a psychic world in there. <laughs> <laughs> Come on down to psychic world and you can get a deal. <laughs> yeah, what, what was the 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 movie uh, where the fam- lampoons vacation? It sounds like a stop there would have made a lot Wally of World. Come on down to Wally World. <laughs> Holiday World. <laughs> it's, it's so unfortunate. It's so unfortunate. I understand for charging for your time. Everybody does, right? You go, everybody goes to work and the, the, the spiritual exchange is, is money, right. you know, because everyone has to make a living. But when you take someone for granted, that's where you have to draw the line. Mitchell, we called the couple. Over time with someone. Uh-huh. I tell them, we're about to go over your time. I need to make you aware. That's honesty. So that's honesty, but that's what you're supposed to be. It says here, Mitchell recalled that the couple had come in to complain of demons in their house and that she was going to perform a house blessing for them, according to the affidavit. She added that if they weren't happy with their services, then she would offer a refund. But three weeks later, on April 25th, there was no progress. Police filed charges of theft by deception and fortune telling against Mitchell. So now what advice would you give people? Other than come to Nene Grace, uh, who will be here in studio on May 30th at 7.30. What advice would you... That's right. I would say do your research. Do your research. See see what their reviews are. If they don't have reviews, check out their social media. See who's working for them. If you're not sure, you know, ask ask around. Anyone who's worth their weight in salt, other people are going to hear from about them. That's like, we, that's how we found out about you. Because everybody knows you. Right. Or, you know, when you're looking for, you know, a car salesman or a realtor, you're going to go to somebody who it's word of mouth. Mm -hmm. This is the kind of thing that you go to. It's word of mouth, not just pick from a Google search. (laughs) Or psychic world. I mean, Chances are there was a blinking palm in the front of that, you know, and I, I, don't, I don't like talking poorly of other folks, you know, it's not my bag, but I also, you know, it's a huge pet peeve to, to see things like this when I've seen it, I've mm-hmm. seen it happen, you know, to other people that have walked in and said, what is the, why did this person say this to me? Or I talk to folks and they say, I, I had a reading a long time ago, but she told me, you know, all this scary stuff and I never had a reading again. That's terrible that that's the taste you have in your mouth. All right. It could be something really amazing. Now that I put that bad taste in your mouth, go back and enjoy sunny Florida. (laughs) 
<laughs> have a nice drink to wash it out. <laughs> and uh, right, we'll see you on May 30th, kiddo. You're the best. I'll see you then. Thanks. All right, sweetie. Bye. Take care. As Nene Grace, she'll be in studio May 30th taking your calls. I want to take your calls right now. Have you ever had an experience with a psychic, be it Nene or anyone? How did it work out for you? Good experiences, bad experiences. What have your experiences been with a psychic? 1.5. Steve Trevelis, 1-800-283-101.5. See, this is a really cool intro. This is an 80s intro. <laughs> this is Def Leppard with from Pyromania. Oh, I love that album. Yeah. This is Photograph. I remember when they came to the uh, WISP studios, mm -hmm. and they were all so young, we didn't know what to do with them. <laughs> we take them out for ice cream? <laughs> yeah. When I, when I first uh, started producing your show, I think you had the drummer on. Rick Allen. He's yeah. been on a couple of times. Oh. He, uh, he, he's got one arm, and he paints, um, and he sculpts, and he shows his work at the Wentworth Gallery. And the night we had him on was when he uh, performed with Motley Crue. Wow. And what an incredibly, what, what a great guy. I mean, just a good philanthropic, charitable, but a great guy. And to overcome what he went, overcame, you know, to uh, lose his arm and then teach himself to play. And when he paints, he'll put the paintbrush in his, in his mouth and he'll paint that way. He's amazing. Better uh, uh, at, at all forms of art with one hand than I am with two. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's, you know, because I asked him, how do you do it? He goes, well, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, yeah. But we're talking about psychic, you know, as well. The psychic basically uh, is uh, facing charges for uh, telling a guy that uh, if he doesn't come up with eight thousand uh, dollars, he's only going to have like four months to live. Right. Uh, the Palmyra, Pennsylvania police said Billy Lauren Mitchell demanded more than eight thousand from a couple uh, after giving the husband a psychic card reading. She so told the man who was over 60 years old that he had only four months to live unless he and his wife completed the expensive rituals, which is, according to Nene Grace, a total ripoff. According to me, according to anybody <laughs> breathing. <coughs> Absolutely. Me. I mean, for me, the worst part, like. Yeah, the money's bad, and that's like the 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 part that's gonna last is the fact that you know she asked them for that money. But I mean, you, you have this person trusts you, and you tell them that they have less than a year. Well, you scare them. Yeah, you don't know. Like Nini explained the death card, which I never knew. You know, I thought with the death card meant dun 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 dun. <laughs> she goes, no, it could mean that of anything. You know, they have a career, could you know, a changing of life. Uh, but what yeah. I want to know one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. I'm not here to convince you that psychics are real. I'm not here to convince you that psychics are not real. I'm here to ask you what your experiences have been with psychics. Have you ever had a good experience with a psychic, a bad experience with a psychic? Did you go in not expecting anything and find out, uh, were, you know, shocked and amazed by what they knew that you had no idea how they could know? Or did you go into an experience and find out that it was a total sham? Or you didn't believe. Or, uh, you know, uh, it was done in smoke and mirrors. 1-800-283-101.5. I can tell you from being in here once a month when Nene comes in and uh, Ryan answers the phone and takes the calls. I mean, some of the things that we've seen in here and some of the things that we've heard in here. Um, you know, and Nene sits right across from me and she's got her Facebook open and she's happy and she's cheery. And... People, you know, she's giving people information on the phone uh, that she's never met 
and and a lot of times has uh, nailed certain things about them, brought people to tears. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I want to know from, from you, 1-800-283-101.5, what's the best experience you've ever had with a psychic or the worst experience you've ever had with a psychic? Uh, do you believe in psychics? Do you go in thinking, eh, or do you really, uh, you know, a lot of times grief will do that. Yeah. When you lose someone you love, usually, for me, from what I've seen, grief usually starts the process. You lose a loved one, and next thing you know, you're not ready to let go. So you go find a psychic. You go try to contact that person. Yeah. I, I think a lot of what um, the psychics offer a lot of people is, is a sense of hope um, and, and, you know, a connection to maybe someone that they, they've lost and uh, kind of, you know, crapping on that when you don't necessarily believe it's real without even giving it a chance and seeing what it can do for people. You know, I, it's just not fair. You know, you you got to make sure that you, you're doing good things with it and sh- showing it in a good light so that it can really help people. Yeah. Have you ever had an experience with a psychic? Uh, you know, I went to a gathering once with a bunch of people and I went with some friends and I was a little skeptical. Um, but, of course, it came to be my turn and someone came through that was very specific. Really? I was kind of blown away with how specific it was. And uh, it, it really got to me. I was really kind of shocked by the whole experience. You see, when we're in here, the stuff that the, the stuff that Nini pulls out of people, yeah, or the you know that, or that she gives to people, it's truly amazing. All right, one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Have you ever? What have your experiences been like with psychics? It's nine thirty. It's on New Jersey one hundred one point five. Steve Trevelis one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Headlines and treadlines coming up at 10.30. May Pang will be here Wednesday night, on the phone at least. Uh, she'll be doing a showing in New Hope at a gallery with the photographs. May Pang, of course. John Lennon's lover for 18 months. We'll talk about the movie. But uh, we're talking about right now, have you ever seen a psychic? And how did it go? Positive experience, negative experience. A psychic in Palmyra tried to rip off a couple for $8,000. Uh... And basically, she demanded more than $8,000 from a couple after giving the husband a psychic card reading, told the man who was over 60 years old he had only four months to live unless he and his wife completed the expensive rituals. And uh, as it turns out, uh, she's being charged. Of course, it's a ripoff. Nene Grace comes on here once a month. Soul healer Nene Grace. Now, I've seen the calls. People call in. I have relatives. I have cousins who are all believe, and, uh, you know, they all have positive experience. You heard Chad talk about, you know, he had an experience where things just uh, uh, were so shocking to him that he couldn't believe how close they were. Let me hear yours. 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever uh, seen a psychic? And how did it go? Do you really believe you're contacting someone? Do you really believe you're talking to someone? Uh, usually when it happens, I've not had that experience. I've never asked for that experience. Um, my sister has. We did, Nini and I did a show together uh, at the Brookard Theater. And uh, by the way, we're available for shows. But Nini and I did a show together at the Brookard Theater. And she's moving around the audience. And the way it works is she just kind of, there's a couple of hundred people in the room. 
and she just walks around, and whenever somebody strikes her, she stops in front of that person and starts talking to them and pulls stuff out of them that they start crying. They can't believe how close it is, you know, or how on target it is. One of those people was my sister. So 1-800-283-101.5. Now, whether or not you believe is your business, I'm not here to convince you either way. I'm here to ask you what your experiences have been like. How you feel about someone who would take advantage of someone's vulnerability. You know, this psychic who's basically taking advantage of this couple, uh, basically putting the fear of God into them. Thinking, you know, that, that he's going to die if they don't come up with $8,000. It's sad there are people in this world who actually believe that. But uh, it is what it is, and this is what we have to deal with. Alex is in Hillsborough on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Alex. Hey, Steve. How are you doing tonight? Good. How about you? Uh, not bad. Not bad. I actually have one of each. So, okay. Uh, went to a palm reader in Vegas. Right. Uh, down at Fremont Street, and um, you know, went with my cousin who I hadn't seen in 15 years. Right, and you know, we go there, and of course, this woman goes, "Oh, you know, uh, myself and my lady friend are going to get married and have a wonderful life together." And I just looked at her, saying, "That's my cousin." Wait a minute, you you went in with your cousin? Yeah. Oh, get out! It was yeah. So she thought we were going out, and you know. But like, she's supposed to know that she's the palm reader. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, that, was, that was the fraud. Oh, that was I believe yes. Yeah. So I was at a conference over in Los Angeles, right? And you know, with some of these conferences, some of the companies put on hospitality rooms, right? So we were in one, uh, and it was a colleague of mine that I knew from New Jersey. So we were hopping room to room, and there was this gentleman who said that you know. Um, he has the ability to contact people who have passed away, pets that have passed away. And so we're watching this and, you know, it's like, there's got to be a gimmick. I'm going to go trip him up. Now, unfortunately, you know, a few years before my brother had, uh, committed suicide and by stepping in front of a train. So I said, okay, you know, let me see if he can contact him. So, um, what you do is you sit in front of them and you ask, you're supposed to answer four questions on a piece of paper. Okay. She's not looking at, then you fold it up to about the size of a postage stamp. And as he's talking to you and, you know, connecting with this person, he's tearing it up in little pieces without unfolding it. You know, we were looking for cameras. Is there somebody watching? Right. So I decided to answer the four questions. So it was my brother. So I put, you know, Mail, and you're supposed to answer yes and no when he asks these questions. Right. So one was, um, you know, who he, who he was to you. I put brother. Um, what's his name? So my brother's name was John. Right. But he, when he was a small kid, he used to mis- misspell it. So instead of J-O-H-N, it was J-O-N. Okay. So I put that down. Even the person I was with didn't know this. And then I, you know, put how did he die? Died on train. Figured that was vague. And then the question, you know, you wanted to ask him, am I doing the right thing? So, you know, he starts tearing up the paper. And, uh, you know, first thing is, it's a male. I'm like, yes. It's your brother. I said, yes. 
oh, he wants me to give you a message. He hasn't spelled his name like that since he was a little kid. Wow. And my spine just went numb. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> and, and he says that, you know, he's sorry for what he did. Uh, he didn't realize it would affect people like that. And he wants you to tell your mother, by the way, my mother was 85, right. you know, that he's fine and, you know, uh, not to worry about him. Then he goes to the answer to the question, which was keep doing what you're doing. So, uh, yeah, I I sort of believe in them. You know, we talked to the guy like right after and said, like, you know, do you work with the police at all? He goes, well, you know, I did, but that doesn't work out for me. I said, what do you mean? Well, there was something that happened in Ohio, and that's where he lives. Right. And it was a woman that went missing, and he got a vision of where she was, you know, looking up at this building. Right. Of course, he goes to the police. You know, tells them this. They go out to the site. They find her body. They arrest him. Oh, get out. No. Well, wouldn't you? <laughs> you know what? He was he was doing gigs in Los Angeles when this woman would have, you know, been buried. And that's how he got out of it. Uh, and the same thing happened one more time. Same thing happened. They arrested him. And he goes, yeah, you know. I never thought of that. So the psychic goes and tells him what the- I never, they, they don't put that on Blue Bloods. I never, I never thought of that. Alex, great yeah. stuff, man. Great stuff. Yeah. So I, I do believe in it and I do believe in the afterlife. It's kind of scary. Well, you know what? You've got, you, you've got a up close and personal experience. Mike, hang on. 1-800-283-101.5. Your experiences with a psychic or a medium, which I think are one and the same. 101.5. This summer, take a shorecation. The Jersey 101.5 is giving you free Jersey Shorecation to the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for our secret code word. Enter it on our New Jersey 101.5 app to win your Jersey Shorecation. There's three winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsor, Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Book your summer escape today at HardRockHotelAtlanticCity.com. You can win a free Shorecation. Good luck from New Jersey. 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. A uh, psychic in Pennsylvania rips off a couple. If they don't come up with $8,000, uh, he is only going to have four months to live unless she provides the uh, ritual healing that would cost the eight grand. Cops are investigating. Uh, don't worry, the eight grand did not change hands. Nene Grace, who comes in here once a month and will be here on May 30th, uh, taking uh, phone calls. Healing over the phone. Have you ever dealt with a psychic healer? 1-800-283-101.5. What was your experience? Nini, of course, called her a fraud. She's absolutely right. Now, Mike is in Oxford on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Mike. Hey, Steve. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm awesome. Awesome. All right, so listen, it's 2014, okay, and I had an apartment right across the street from where I worked, and I was on the first floor, and so I had sliders. When people would come over to my place, they would just come to the back sliders, and I would just let them in. Right. So one night, the girls were all leaving work, and they said, hey, we're about to go to see a psychic. You want to come? And I was like, I'm not doing nothing. Sure, I'll come. Mm -hmm. So I go to this restaurant, and then when it was my turn to go meet the woman, I walked in. She says, you have a spirit with you. I said, I do. She says, yeah, it's an older gentleman. I said, is it my father? She said, when did he die? I said, four years ago. She goes, no, no, this spirit's been with you most of your life. And I was like, oh. and she goes, and I don't know who he is. He's not talking. So I'm like, well, 
I guess he's not bothering anything. Right. So about a week later, and I didn't tell anybody because, you know. So it was a week later, my buddy Matt calls me up and he goes, Hey, Murph, I'm in the neighborhood. I'm going to go over by your place. And I said, I'm at the store. I'll meet you there in a couple of minutes. So I get there. Matt's standing outside my place. And I walk up. He goes, Dude, there's some old dude in your place. I say, What? what? He goes, There's an old man in your place, dude. He goes, I went up and knocked on the glass and... He said he turned around, looked at me, and scared me. So I was just like, oh, sorry, dude. I thought this was my buddy's place. So we go up. Right. My place was locked up. Nobody was in there. And he goes, I'm telling you, there was an old man standing right here. Get out. Like, Get out. So when I told him, I told him what the psychic said, right. he would never come back. <laughs> <laughs> I slept with one eye open for uh, a while. Uh, now, how do you feel now? Well, I figure he's not doing any harm, so <laughs> hanging out, you know, maybe maybe the good luck charm. I don't know. You think maybe get him to do dishes, maybe help a little around the house, clean up a little? Can he cook? <laughs> I don't know. Listen, I've had some scary, like, circumstances uh, where, like, I thought that was it. Uh, Somehow managed to get out of it. Maybe it was him. I don't know. You don't know. You know what? I think we're going to do the rest of the show in the dark, and I'm going to put a flashlight in front of my face, and that's how we're going to do the rest of the show. <laughs> All right, Mike. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. How about that? Right? How about that? Uh, we could do ghost stories. We'll have a campfire, right? And we'll, we'll, we'll all tell stories. Have marshmallows on sticks. 1-800-283-101.5. You do what makes you feel good. You do what makes you feel comfortable, you know? Uh, and like I said, I have seen people uh, have their lives changed on the phone with Nene Grace. And when you see the positivity that Nene brings, and then you hear, you know, stories like this where people are getting ripped off by psychics and the idea of the death card you know she drew the death card for the husband during the reading told him he had five months to live and Nini says that's not what the death card is according to Nini Grace the death card could be the end of anything could be the death of a relationship the death of a, you know a work experience you know you time to retire whatever uh, but you don't know what you don't know Alright, 1-800-283-101.5. We'll talk a little cars after this. Whether you're stuck on the turnpike, stuck at work, or stuck at home, you've got company. New Jersey 101.5. On air, online, and on our free app. And it's almost every night. All right, here we are on a Monday night in New Jersey. You and me, Ryan, hanging out till 11 o'clock. Headlines and trev lines coming up at 1030. Uh, did you know more and more Americans are keeping their cars longer than ever? And the average age of a passenger vehicle on the road hit a record 12 and a half years this year. According to uh, data gathered by the S&P Global Mobility, uh, I could see it. Uh, I live in where I live. Uh, we have a guy named George. And George has been fixing cars. George is 87 years old. And George has been fixing cars since he was 20. 
and he keeps all the cars on the road in my town. Uh, you know, in Cuba, uh, when we stopped dealing with Cuba back in the 50s and they kept all the cars. So, like, for years you'd go to Cuba and the only cars on the road would be these cars from the 1950s. And they're all still on the road and they manage to just fix them and fix them and fix them and keep them on the road. That's George in my town. And uh, if George ever leaves us, there's going to be a massive driving of cars <laughs> off a cliff. As we all just say goodbye to the longevity of our cars. Uh, I I don't see the value of constantly getting a new car because you're constantly running up a car payment and you're constantly, um, you know, putting yourself in a situation where you're always spending money. But on the other hand, there comes a point in the life of a car where, like, when, when my father died in 2015, he left me... Um, well, he didn't let we just, my sister and I divided everything up or whatever. And I ended up with a 2005 Hyundai Sonata. And great car. And I ended up selling it eventually. Because you get to that point where whatever the car is worth, see the car is worth like less than $1,000, but it's an older car. And as soon as it breaks... If it costs you over $500 to fix, and chances are it will, you're not going to get that money back when you sell the car. So you have to ask yourself now, at what point do I want to cash this out? Yet, with car prices being as they are right now, and cars are so ridiculously expensive, you could sell your car for a high price, but if you go buy one, it's going to be at a high price. It's so hard to get a good deal on a car, a used car. Then you had that thing with the chips where they were hard to get new cars and car prices are just so expensive that we hold on to our cars now longer than we probably ever thought we would. So what I want to ask you here at 1-800-283-101.5, very briefly, what's the longest you've held on to your car and you're still driving it? What's the most mileage you've ever put on your car? How long did it last? How long does it last? 1-800-283-101.5. My car, uh, car that I've gotten now has got 190,000 miles on it. I got it in 2017, I think. Yeah. So I've had it for six years. And in those six years, uh, I put 130,000 miles on the car. Um, that's one. The other car I've got, um, I put like 40,000 miles. I average about twenty to 30,000 miles a year on a car. But I try to hold them for as long as I can. Because like I said, you know, you want to get the cars that you know are going to last. And you want to get the cars that, you know, you can keep and you're okay with. So uh, most miles you ever put on the car, how long have you had the car? In fact, this man had the car so long that he was a young police officer in Manalpa when he got it. And now retired Detective Bob Forsack is on the line. How are you, my friend? Good evening, Steve. How are you? I'm good. How are you? A 2008 uh -huh. CRV. I have about 185,000 on it. 
2008, 185,000. That's, that's, that's a spring chicken. That's young. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Right. And when did you get it? I'm sorry? When did you get it? How long have you had it? Uh, well, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, Oh, you got years. it in 2008? Yes. Oh, you bought it new. I'm still in it right now. As a matter of fact, I'm talking to you while I'm driving, and I shouldn't do that, but I am. That's all right. We won't tell anybody. It's just you, it's just you and me. <laughs> Tens of people. I, I give you my word. <laughs> but if you do get pulled over, I know a guy. Do you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was a movie star. <laughs> All right, kiddo. We'll talk soon. Be well. Andrew is in Flemington on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Andrew. Hi, Steve. How come you come up with the best topics? Because I got nothing to do all day but think of this stuff. Yeah, and you don't give away lottery tickets and nobody calls in. Well, you know, that's the thing. I got to start giving away the lottery. I got to go buy lottery tickets so I can give out lottery tickets. <laughs> and if I win the lottery, I'm going to take it all in tickets so that I could just give them away. You know what I wanted to tell you last Wednesday night? I was going to say, you guys need to lighten up, man. You guys need to laugh once in a while. Yeah, we do our best. It's not easy, you know? All the, all the gloom and doom that comes into the studio when those guys are here. Personally... Personally, Steve, yeah. I never really had too much of a good luck with cars, and I don't even tell the screener this. My uncle, he used to say that about me. He knows about as much woman. He was kind of like an Archie Bunker almost. Uh -huh. He was like, wow, he knows as much about cars than women. But anyway. He, tell me he about your car, a, please. It was my uncle's car. He had a 1972 Ford Great, great Big Station Wagon Torino, I think. Oh, oh, yeah? That was the, the, the clean Eastwood car, the Grand Torino? The Starsky and Hutch car? No, it was a station, it was a station wagon. Oh, okay. 5,000 pounds. And when he had 200,000 miles on it, he thought it was a good idea to try to haul a tractor with it. Blew out the transmission. But yeah. he had about 200,000 on it. That's not a lot. I mean, cars now today are made to go 200,000 miles. Greg's in Bridgewater in New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Greg. Hey, how you doing? Good, how about you? Good, man, good, man. I've never called in before, but I'll tell you this. When you said you brought the car thing, right. I had a call. I got a 206,000-mile Honda Civic from 2012. I had it when it was 16 miles, brand new. Wow, so you put, in, in 10 years, 11 years, you put 206,000 miles on that car. Oh, yeah, I ran it up everywhere, down to Florida, up to uh, New Hampshire, Vermont. This car has pretty much been everywhere. You know what? If you need a car to do that, you pick the right model. Oh, yeah. You can't you can't beat a Honda, man. I'll be honest. I've had a Beamer in between uh -huh. and an Audi, and this car is the best car that you could buy. Ain't it funny? It's always like no matter what else, it's always your go-to car. Right, go, go have your fun. I'll be here when you're ready. Go, go, go. go. Knock yourself out. I'll be here. Don't right. worry. Exactly. It sits there with you. It's like a like a patient person, man. Uh, it's it's kind of like a love song, you know. <laughs> I'll be here now, when the next teardrop falls. <laughs> and I'm just so like attached to it now. I want to buy a new car, but I heard you. Yeah, car prices are up. Interesting. Dude, why? I know why. It's crazy. Yeah, now, now we I get an email tomorrow from the car dealer. Like, what are you doing? No, I mean seriously. Like, get him, get him in there. Get him in there. But yeah. nah, um, 
I, I would say, yeah, I, I love the car, but I love the conversation. Keep doing good work, and uh, you're awesome. I listen to you pretty much every day, so God bless. Great. God bless you, too. Thanks so much for the call and the kind words in New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Hey, I want to know. How long have you had your car? How many miles have you put on your car? The average age of a passenger vehicle on the road hit a record 12 and a half years this year. Sounds familiar? Here's fast traffic. 101.5, Steve Trevelisse. 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. All right. How long have you had your car? Do you know people are keeping their cars longer than ever now? Because it's so damn expensive to buy a new car. So damn expensive to buy a used car. Oh, great. You can sell your car, right? Yeah, well, what do you try to find the next piece of crap? <laughs> Not that your car would be that. Uh, you get to that point, though. Do I sell? Because if it breaks, it's going to cost me more than I would buy it for. But how long have you had your car? What's the most mileage you have put on your car? Greg is in Tom's River on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Greg. Hi, Steve. How you doing? How's everything? Good, buddy. How are you? Not too bad. Um, I had, I'll be honest with you, a Mercedes-Benz 300 SDL, uh, the diesel. Right. I got 725,000 miles on it until Sandy struck, and then it drowned the car. 725,000 miles? Yeah, all original engine and all the service was done at Mercedes-Benz. So they have records of it, and they offered to buy my car once I hit a million and, and uh, rebuild it for me or actually give me a new car. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. And you drowned in Sandy. Uh, yeah, when the storm came over, my, my, my car was under three feet of water. So it killed everything as far as the motor, the electronics at that time we decided to get rid of it the chance of you getting a new car <laughs> oh um, god I, I actually i'm very lucky too because i've gotten a few other cars again mercedes and i have another volkswagen right they're all on their 300,000 mile mark and all being serviced at the dealership so you service all your cars at the dealer and that's what you attribute them getting the high mileage to Actually, uh, changing the oil on a regular basis, uh, making sure that the maintenance is all done properly and whatever. Right. Uh, just looking at the components on the cars are very heavy duty. So as long as you maintain it and do the work properly, it's worth fixing it and making sure that it's uh, good to go. Do you need the dealer to do that or can you get a dependable guy to do it? I remember you said you had a guy by the name of George. Yeah. Uh, my best friend or our best friend who's a mechanic, uh -huh. his name is George too. Uh -huh. And up to a certain point, you know, you could still fix the cars, but all the new cars of today are all electronic. That's the problem. So you have to bring them to the dealership. To yeah. Get them, you know, that, that's the problem. They have, they have ruined the Georges of the world with these oh, yeah. computers. And it was very good. I'd walk in and say, okay, yeah, $20 for this. Now it's like a thousand dollars service. You know, for some that could have been done for cheaper and whatever. It's a I, I, I had my car. My I had an Acura, uh, and it, the transmission went on it. And they tell me, well, it normally goes around this time, and it's going to cost you about you know twenty eight hundred, three thousand to get rid of it, right? right. Uh, for the new tranny. And I'm thinking, uh, here I got that decision now because you know the car is a hundred and fifty thousand miles on it, and so, uh, so I, I take it that I have it towed to George. <laughs> all right, you know, all right, we're going to leave it in the yard. We'll call the guy and I'll get a price on the wreckage. Uh, not the wreckage, we know the remains. And he calls me the next day 
And he says, listen, I found a used transmission with 11,000 miles uh, from some warehouse. I don't know. Uh, $500. <laughs> I'll put it in for you for 500 And I'm like, George, yeah. my hero. <laughs> you know, we should have a, there's going to be a statue of this guy in town. Yeah. Well, actually, there's one little thing. Uh, my one car I have, the Volkswagen, like I said before, uh-huh. I'm waiting for a part for the uh, the car. It's the engine itself. Right. My car's been sitting at the dealership now for about a year because you can't get that part. They're waiting for it to be remanufactured. Because once a car gets up to a certain age, right. some of the manufacturers start, stop making the part. So I tried now for a whole year trying to find the part. I can't. I called up a person about a used engine. Mm-hmm. They found one with, uh, I think, 75,000 miles on it for about $900. So I think that's my other alternative, actually. You may have to. Yeah, you know, so sometimes you get lucky. Do you remember a car called the Opal? Yeah, of course. I had an Opal GT Minivet. And those cars, they started in Japan. They went to Germany. I don't know where they're being made now. But you talk about a car that's got hard, you know, hard to find parts. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was a baby Corvette back in the day and whatever. That was a cool looking car. It was, the, it was called the mini, it was the, called the mini vet. And Maxwell yeah. Smart had one. And they, they were fast. They had the, the, the manual headlights that you pushed, you know, like a shift. You pushed it forward and that opened the lights. The lights opened up. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Definitely. I remember those. It was a really, it was a fun car. It got stolen. Yeah. <laughs> it was too good. To oh, be. my gosh. Uh, I, a friend of mine called to borrow the car, and he begged me. And I, I, I got that feeling as I'm watching the car drive away that I'm never going to see it again. And sure enough, it yeah. was stolen in Prospect Park back in like in the mm. 80s. Uh, Greg, man, great talking to you. Likewise. Have a good night, and I hope to talk to you again. Bye-bye. Same here. And uh, 725,000 miles on the Mercedes. At no point are you thinking, I'm going to get rid of this thing. At that point, you're thinking, come on, keep going. I would have gone out. I would have gone out in Sandy, in the raincoat. Start the car. We got to push the car. How about that? You should have pulled out the tarps and stuff, covered up the car, him and his buddy standing out there. You know, we got to keep it alive. <laughs> we're this close to a million. Meanwhile, we're flowing. We're in Gilligan's <laughs> Island, you know, three-hour tour about this. So what's the most you ever put on your car? So the most I've ever put on a car, I will, so when I got my car, it was a 2004 Ford Focus. I got it in 2017, 13 years after the fact, it only had 32,000 miles. What'd you do? Drive it up there? You literally drove it to church on Sundays. I, well, the, like when I got it, the, so the person who had owned it was an older woman. So yes, yeah, all she would do is drive it on Sundays. And then the last few years it was garage kept. So, so you got it at 32,000 miles. I got it at 32. It's almost at a hundred thousand now, about five years. That's being great. Constructed, uh, multiple times. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're, I am. They're, they're dependable cars. Yeah. What, how about you? What's the most you ever put on a car? I had a Toyota uh, pickup truck mm-hmm. that I put 262000 I bought it with 10000 That's a lot. And it had, uh, no, I, had, I put 262000 and I ended up uh, running over a deer, falling oh, asleep no. at the wheel on my way home from uh, my comedy club. And I hate it because it was such, it, it was a Toyota, it was never going to die. <laughs> it was just never, it was the iron horse, it was never <laughs> going to die. I killed it. <laughs> right. The deer killed it. I have. I, I didn't even realize it. And I'm like, under the, bah, 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 and, and I get over to the road and I get out and the guy behind me says, you all right? And I said, what happened? He goes, you hit it. I killed it. <laughs> Great. What was the damage on the car, though? 
Like that you did, did it you was not notice? It was all the undercarriage and everything. Oh, I noticed after after I ran it over, after mm-hmm. I, you know. But I mean, you know, so at that point it was like, when you have 272,000 miles on the car, is it worth fixing? Yeah. At some point, you know, you just got, got the fork, put it in, right? Long, most amount of miles you ever put in a car? Uh, 175,000. That's not a, bad. No, no, not too bad. On a 1992 Toyota Camry that I sold for, I don't know, 400 bucks uh, before I moved out of Columbus, Ohio, like 20 years ago. But it served you well. It served me well. Yeah, you could see if you did a Google map search of my folks' house in Columbus, uh-huh. you could see the oil stains on the street. <laughs> and that's how they knew where you were. Exactly. And how you were coming home. <laughs> 1030. 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5. Weather brought to you by Real Estate Wealth Associates, a zero-commission-based real estate marketing and wealth-building company with the sole purpose of treating your home as the center of your financial picture. Visit njrewa.com for more info or call 833-885-1671. All right. Uh, you ready, Ryan? All right, hold on. I got to. I think so. Mic. Oh, you got you got to talk into the mic. I had the mic on. No, I just turned the mic on. You do. I didn't. I had it on my end. <laughs> These are the technical things we talk about here in New Jersey, one hundred one point five during the commercials. And this, wow, we talk about for you. Excellent news. Now it's time for headlines and trev lines. I read the news today. Doctor, doctor. There's Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks. For mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. What the hell's going on out here? Yes. All right. So, on Saturday, there was a Mets game, and it got rained out. It was supposed to start at 4.05, and it was delayed till 4.43, until it kept getting rain-delayed. Until 8.38 p.m. when they finally called it. They were doing their Taylor Swift impersonation. <laughs> yeah. Only she didn't come out and sing for four hours after that. No. Nah. How long? So they made them wait. The game started at 4.05. It was delayed till 4.43. They played like 38 minutes of the game. And then, it, overall, the game got suspended until eight uh, until 8.38 p.m. when they called it off till the next day. They Mother's made day. those people. Sit in that park in a rain for four hours. Yep. And then they and said. And then held them hostage and then brought them back on Mother's Day? Well, that was the thing. They they said, well, we can't give you your money back, but, you know, here's, you know, this. Why not? They, well, they didn't specifically say they, you can't have well, your money back, but no, they, they but, were basically like, here's tickets to the game the next day. It's a doubleheader. And they, they. So they replayed the game the following day. I think it was like the last innings of the game they played. So they, they no way, hold replayed on, hold on, hold the last six innings. Wait, wait, wait. They, 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 you said they played 38 minutes. 38 minutes. They got through about three innings. In 38 minutes? Uh, two innings. At some clock. They two got. innings, sorry. <laughs> All right. They played two innings. Yeah. And, and then they played the remaining seven innings. Seven innings. My bad. I can't do math. I thought that I, I thought it said three. It was six. Okay. Um, and but yeah. So, so they, what they did was the game got rained. The Saturday game got rained out. Yes. So they moved it to Sunday. Yeah. Well, where they, they played it as a doubleheader. Yes. And they made them come back on Mother's Day. Well, they said that you could come back on Mother's Day, or, and obviously, well, there was no or. No or. There's no or. There needs to be an or. 
There was no or, so people took to Twitter to complain about it. Uh, someone said this was handled horrendously by your organization. Then to do a split doubleheader on Sunday, which is Mother's Day, uh, is ridiculous. You need to All moms, right 14 and under, get a <laughs> Mets hat. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I, no, what they needed to do here was, you know, just if you don't want to come back, we'll give you a ticket to another game. And you give them a list of games that they could choose from. Yeah. Uh, ten, uh, comparable to who are they playing? Um, they were playing against the Washington Nationals. Mm. It's an East Division rival. So you <laughs> give them. There you go. You give them. You know. You 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 give them a list to choose from. If you don't want to come back, but see the problem is baseball tickets are now so expensive. Yeah, it's you a, know Met tickets are now so expensive. Once yeah. upon a time, when tickets were cheap. You know, or the team sucked. You know, they'd have all kinds of free tickets to give you. But yeah. now it's like, you know, with the price of these tickets, especially on a Saturday afternoon against the Nationals, you know, it's a tough ticket. So they, for you know, you basically held hostage. But what they should have done, uh, the the right thing to do would have been call the game early. And that's why they waited so long to call the game. They yeah. would have done anything not to call that game. And the yeah. people in there. They didn't want to come back the next day. They want to play the game now as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so what I don't understand for all three of these stadiums, why don't they put a dome on the thing? You're in New York. Yeah. Same thing with Yankee Stadium. Same thing with MetLife Stadium. Why did they not put a dome on that stadium? I guess, City field. They must be afraid of the ball hitting it or something. But I don't know who's hitting a pop fly with that. They're using wooden bats. Like No, I mean, but seriously, <laughs> there, there, are, there are teams that play in domes. Why the hell? You're in New York and you didn't play in the dome. Or even the retractable roof like Dallas has. Ooh, you know, you cool. just bring the roof over. Well, but Arizona's got it. Yeah. I don't understand why they didn't do that in New York. But no, that, that's a bad plan. It is a bad move. What they needed to do was, look, we're going to play the game tomorrow. If you can't make it, then we will give you a ticket to a comparable game. Absolutely. And you know what? Chances are, if people quietly complained, like if you call them, we probably don't have there's not enough time to be set on Sunday, but to say, hey, listen, you know, my mother, you know, they yeah. probably, if they were smart, uh, and not do it on a mass appeal basis, but if you know if you quietly called them and explained the situation, their public relations department would probably give you tickets to, you yeah. know, because the Tuesday night game in September against the Nationals isn't going to sell. <laughs> so hey, you take these, you know. Yeah, the worst part is the Mets ended up losing on um, the rematch three to two. On top of that, on top of that, the Mets lost. Sucked on top yeah. of it. <laughs> Um, they should stand out in the ring. <laughs> in Florida, a professor dubbed Dr. Deep Sea sets the world record for the longest time spent living underwater at 74 days. <laughs> Dr. Deep Sea? Dr. Deep Sea. Dr. Joseph One more hour, One more hour, you would have been Dr. Deep Six. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Hi, I'm Dr. Deep Sea. Sure you are. <laughs> that was my radio name in Long Branch, by the way. Dr. Deep Sea, would you? Playing the hits. <laughs> um he he spent seventy four or he has spent he's still there. Uh, spent, he's still on the water. He's still under in in the little so sitting what, there with a little reed breathing air. Well, no. So he's what's in called Jules Undersea Lodge at the bottom of a thirty foot deep lagoon in Key Largo, uh, and he plans to stay there for a total of a hundred days. So he's about twenty five days off of his goal. Wait a minute. This guy is living underwater. Yeah, here's a little picture. He's he's uh, he's got long hair and a beard. 
He's staring at a little manhole uh, out into the ocean. It kind of looks like one of those old scuba diving costumes. What is he in? Is, is, is he in like a boat under the water? Or? Um, there's another picture that kind of shows you the inside. It looks like it's kind of like a little... Is he wet? He's not wet. No, so he's not oh, literally he's living just, like under oh, the water. He's I inside he was of holding a home his breath under, under the he's water. He's got an underwater home. Yeah, so he's living inside of like a little, I guess, mini room where he's got all of his things he needs to survive, and he's trying to figure out uh, the impacts of humans Why? living he's underwater. Why he's doing something so stupid? <laughs> yeah, the impacts of stupidity. Oh. No, um, the uh, physical and psychological impacts of living under that much water, with the water pressure. I guess it still affects you, even if it's not literally on you. I, I got no idea. Physics. Do you ever hear the Beatles' glass onion? A couple times. That's what it reminds me of. There was a movie in 1968. I'm going to see if I can dig it up during the break. Doris Day, I think Robert Taylor, and it was I think it was called The Glass Bottom Boat. Mm-hmm. And it's something like that. They lived underwater. This guy's whole family lived in a house underwater. That's super cool. And when it came out, uh, it came out the same time as the White Album. <laughs> and I'm listening to Glass Onion going, oh, wow, it's about the movie. It's pretty cool. <laughs> How'd they know? I mean, really? Hold on. Every 15 minutes on New Jersey, 101.5, Steve Trevelyan. And Ryan Bissell on a Monday night in beautiful New Jersey. I hope you're having a good night. You deserve it. Yeah. Uh, you too, yes. Okay. So I was, my mic I was wasn't talking on. talking to the audience. My mic wasn't it. on, I, so I was agreeing with you. Oh, yes. Okay. So I hope you're having a good here. night too. Otherwise, we'll start this whole thing over. It's pretty good. Hanging yeah. with you is all right. You see that? Look at this. Right? Uh, Which, uh, what else is going on in the news? So the pop artist, The Weeknd, that's Weeknd without the sec- without the third E. Right. So it's W-E-E-K-N-D, is going to start using his uh, birth name, and I'm, I apologize if I get this wrong, Abel uh, Tesfaye, T-E-S-F-A-Y-E. So he will now be the artist formerly known as Weeknd. Exactly. Uh, for artist formerly known as The Weeknd. And so this is a big deal because... For up until this point, as a pop artist, he's only been referred to as the weekend. Even like if you're just referring to him, like no one's been like, "Oh, that's able." Like, no, that's the weekend. And so he's well. If he's not able, how the hell did he make it? Well, that's the thing. He's always gone by the weekend. That's like been his persona. That's who he's quote unquote been. Right. And so his new thing now is that he's now he's be, able. Yeah. So he's going back to his his um. What's it called? Uh, his, 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 roots. Old, his roots. His roots. And he's he feels like he said everything he can as the weekend, um, which just kind of reminded me as exhausted the weekend. Yeah, in, in just he less than ten years, completely exhausted the weekend. He's completely spent. That's it. Yeah, but it and reminds now, me of Prince. We, well, I, I I put a picture on my Facebook of Prince Charles with the guitar, yeah. the artist formerly known as Prince. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody shared that. My friend Stiesky put that up. Uh, so now. Then what Abel should make his next album, if he really wants to be like loud and rocky and raunchy, yeah, Abel raised a cane. Dang, that's pretty good. Uh, I like that. That's pretty good. Bruce, right? Adam raised the cane. Yeah, right. Uh, Abel raised a cane. It's a full metal album. He he he's already he's electronica, but now he's metal. Oh yeah, That'd exactly. Really cool. What is, what is? Well, he haven't heard him in a while. Not electronica. He's pop. No, he's poppy. I mean, right. if you if you listen to PST, you hear him all the time. He's got like three songs that have been on for months now. Really? Yeah, they're pretty good. Pretty okay. Good. Um, That's why he gets on, because they play his songs. <laughs> He's on on the weekend. I should have played uh, him in a 7 o'clock hour. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> hey, another college degree thing? Screw that. Let's talk about weekend. <laughs> it's the weekend. All right, what else? Uh, everyone's pretty sure that this ad for Disney's Elemental is illegal. And what the what? ad is, is, so I'll hold this up for Steve. So what Elemental is, is it looks like a little water elemental elemental thing so like a person that's but they're made of the element so there's a water oh, elemental i thought it a, was like a mental hell like a elemental okay and, and a fire elemental they're taped to the wall and they have this the, the little logo but then in between them is a fire extinguisher but the issue is the fire extinguisher is also a sticker and not a real fire extinguisher but it looks a lot like a real one and so pe- what yeah, so someone's, someone commented on Facebook, on Twitter with a picture of it, said, currently burning to death at the mall because I accidentally ran for the photorealistic Pixar fire extinguisher sticker. And that's a good point. You know? Like, you ever listen to... What? <laughs> so, wait, there's a picture. Uh-huh. And the picture has two elementals. Two people, yeah. Two little fire and but water But it's a people. picture. Yeah. And the middle, you want people to put a real fire hydrant on the wall well, between no, no, no. the two pictures? So it's just a wall and it has the, like, you know those stickers that are like the vinyl ones mm. that they use? Oh, so they put a sticker of a fire hydrant there instead of a real fire hydrant. Yeah, in the middle between the two people, I guess, as like a visual gag. Um, about like fire and water or something, right. and so people are saying like this is the worst thing ever. Why would you do this? Like if there's a fire, someone's going to go for it. Yeah, well, what people are saying is like that's dangerous. People got too much time on their hands. Well, I I, I kind of agree because I don't hear it on this station, but right. at my my college's station, every now and then, then they throw in like a car horn or like police sirens, and I'd hate that because like if you're in the car and you're driving, Isn't and also that illegal. Wasn't that I thought that was illegal. And like they wouldn't like throw it's bad it. Bad taste. It's it's bad. It wouldn't be like super loud, but it was enough to make you do a double take, even if you're just sitting in the chair, like you know, waiting for the song to end or whatever. Yeah. Kind of no, I station. thought there was a thing with that because I, I, I remember I I seem to think there was because I remember there was a commercial mm-hmm. that kind of had like a like a and there was something with that, but it was part of a commercial. Yeah, and I, I, you shouldn't do that. I have no, I have no problem. I have all my my problems with Disney. I wouldn't go because it was Disney on principle. I wouldn't go. But as far as uh, I don't, I, Elemental, yeah, really. Uh, I mean, it, it just bothers me that Disney Channel is the one that has to have the Beatles get back. Yeah, I can't wait till they get rid of that, <laughs> so that it goes somewhere else, so I could watch it. Get back somewhere else. Have you ever seen Get Back? I have not. You should see. You have Disney Channel. I do. Go on the Disney Channel. Your brother's a Beatle fan. Has he seen Get Back? Oh, so many times. Well, then you got to see Get Back. All right, I expect then. a full report tomorrow. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, just remember one thing. This has been the Steve Travelee Show On Demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or NJ1015.com. New Jersey 101.